0: In this passage, I will discuss attributes of God's holy children in these last days. These are His children who will inherit His millennial kingdom under Jesus Christ's reign. As such, they will be tested, proven, faithful believers in Jesus Christ. Attributes of these last days holy children addressed in this passage include the following. They are a people who are. Saved to continue God's kingdom on earth. Created and chosen by God. Reserved as a seed for God's inheritance. Persecuted and then glorified. I will address each of these attributes in separate sections below. Meanwhile, although I am discussing a particular First Fruits Holy People in this passage, it is important to remember that all who enter into the Millennial Kingdom as faithful Jesus Christ believers will be considered holy. All of these will also experience the unbelievable joys of life under Jesus, the King, in His Kingdom. The Apostle Paul tells us, For ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, Galatians 3:26. All who live with Jesus Christ in His millennial kingdom will be a holy nation and will have His Spirit written on their hearts. This is according to Scripture. All will also receive a new spirit to worship Him and to understand His law. A holy people safe to continue God's kingdom on earth. In Scripture, it is clear that some of God's children will receive a special helping of Holy Spirit even before the millennial kingdom so that they may do His work in the end times in an otherwise hostile, faithless world, that is, so they can get out the truth of God's message. First and foremost, the gospel of Jesus Christ and his provision for salvation. Related to this, in his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus told us that the peacemakers will be called the children of God in heaven, Matthew 5 9. In my series, Children of Israel Birth in the End Times, I explain how these children are associated with God accomplishing his plan. I have also written about the holy, royal, righteous Judah remnant and the Jacob army who are God's children, and who fight this spiritual war against the Antichrist Chaldeans in these last days it would certainly appear, and make sense, that the one who restrains, i.e. the restrainer in 2 Thess. 2, and holds back the lawlessness that is to come under the Antichrist is among them. Due to the ongoing spiritual kingdom war and the destruction of God's vineyard, God has planned to save and set aside a holy remnant for His inheritance to fulfill His covenant promises through Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and King David. God calls these last days people His own or His chosen ones. They will enter His kingdom with holy and royal distinction. These are his royal inheritance, and will be those whom Christ will call his brethren. Related to this we are given the following scripture. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Hebrews 2:11. 11. This holy people are God's children or seed of inheritance about whom the following scripture refers. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodoma, and been made like unto Gomorrah. Romans 9 29. God will set aside a holy seat of His people to fulfill and continue His covenant promises for His kingdom to come. It is this seat against which the Antichrist Chaldeans continue to fight against in the ongoing kingdom war. A holy people created and chosen by God. As just alluded to above, given the spiritual kingdom war here on earth, there would ultimately be no flesh remaining unless God Himself set aside His own elect people in these last days. A very good example is end Times Jacob. God repeatedly says in Scripture that He formed him, foreknew him, and chose him as his own. Similarly, the house of Jacob and last day small flock Judah remnant are chosen and have been formed specifically for God's purpose. They will proceed into the millennial kingdom and will be recognized by the people of the world as righteous victors over evil. These will be the ones, who as witnesses, testify and attribute victory in the kingdom war to the work of the hands of the one true God, Jesus Christ. God says about this remnant, this people have I formed for myself, they shall show forth my praise is forty three twenty one though we are told in scripture that all have fallen short and that none is righteous, God has redeemed these people for his own purpose. God has formed them unto himself for his own glory and testament to being the one and only God of the universe, demonstrating that God has created these people for himself for his purpose and for his glory is forty three to seven we are given the following descriptors about these selected holy people in scripture. God calls them. The branch of my planting, is. 6021 The work of my hands, is. 2923, 4511, 6021 Born by me from the belly, is. 4624 A special people unto him, Deuteronomy 7 6 Carried from the womb, is. 4624. These last days holy children also fit a more stringent definition of the Apostle Paul's description of God's spiritual children in the book of Romans, chapter 8. In talking about these children of God, Paul calls them God's elect who are called for His purpose. Paul says further. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover whom He did predestinate, them He also called, and whom He called, them He also justified, and whom He justified, them He also glorified. Romans eight twenty-nine 29-30 Christ, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will. Ephesians one 11. In this chapter, 8 of the Book of Romans, the Apostle Paul also addresses glorification through suffering and how God's children are killed all day long and are counted as sheep for slaughter. Romans eight thirty six. Across all of his writings, it is clear that the Apostle Paul was highly in touch with, and in the midst of, the spiritual kingdom war of his own day. A holy people reserved as a seed for God's inheritance. God's holy children in these perilous last days are also frequently referred to as His inheritance or His seed. Consistent with the designation of being chosen as discussed above, God's holy inheritance, as expected, are those who will serve Him and His Son Jesus Christ. The following prophetic verses from the Psalms are written within a context for future generations. A seed shall serve Him, it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come, and shall declare His righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that He hath done this. Psalms twenty-two thirty 30-31. Know ye that the Lord he is God, it is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves, we are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Psalms 103-4. In Scripture, the word seed, as used by King David in the verse above, many times is referring to God's holy inheritance. In Jesus' parable of the wheat and tares, He told us that the good seed that are planted are the children of the kingdom. Matthew thirteen thirty-eight. Other vegetation related terms such as tree, root, branch, etc. also sometimes indicate this. As such, prophetic scripture tells us that God's vineyard, or vine, becomes stripped in these last days. God's small remnant are then the few remaining grapes on the vine or olives left on top of the tree. We are told that his holy seed is represented by a tree will remain only as a stump after the tree is cut down, is. 613, as a result of his judgment administered by the Chaldeans. The following are representative vegetation-related descriptors of God's little remaining holy seed in the midst during the last day's spiritual kingdom war. Fruit of the Lord, is. 4-2 Seed of the Blessed of the Lord, is. sixty-five twenty-three Beautiful, Glorious, Branch of the Lord, is. 4-2 Precious Fruit of the Earth, James 5-7 A stem of Jesse, a branch will grow out of his roots, is. 11-1 A tender plant, a root out of dry ground, is. 53-2, hope that a tree, will sprout again and a tender branch thereof will not cease, Job 14-7 for as the earth brings forth its growth, and a garden enables a seed to spring up. Is. sixty one ten. God calls His inheritance my people, consistent with God's ancient Israel bloodline that is chosen as discussed above. To use one more descriptor, these people represent Israel that will shoot forth its branches and will yield fruit, easy. 36-8, for the greater remnant of Israel. This is why they are saved. They will communicate the message of righteousness, faith, and salvation through Jesus Christ. These are the people who will also inherit God's promises for a people, land, and an opportunity to rule, i.e. children of the promise. Knowing the end from the beginning, God has declared this reward for His people from the times of ancient Scripture. God obviously foretold this in His covenant promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as well as David, but also through the following. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto Himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Deuteronomy 7-6. Who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises? Romans 9-4. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise, At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. Romans 9-8-9. Referring to the final scripture above Sarah shall have a son, realize that while this was fulfilled at that time in Isaac, this scripture is also a picture of things to come for the daughter of Zion. I have described her children who are to be spiritually birthed in prior passages. She also appears to be the woman whose seed will multiply into a kingdom full of God's children. She will be another in a line of holy Israelite women who was barren, but is then to be subsequently blessed. A prophetic picture of God's inheritance of a royal family through her as the millennial kingdom queen mother is provided in passages such as the following. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her, yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, kings of people shall be of her. Genesis 17:16. Thou shalt arise, and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favour her, yea, the set time, is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones, and favour the dust thereof. Psalms 102-13-14. Lift up thine eyes round about, and behold, all these gather themselves together, and come to thee. As I live, saith the Lord, Thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all, as with an ornament, and bind them on thee as a bride doeth. Is. 49:18. Instead of thy father shall be thy children, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. Psalms 45:16. As will be seen later in the following section, God's kingdom's children are those who are spiritually free but will then be delivered from Chaldean bondage. The daughter of Zion, their queen mother, was once in bondage herself according to Scripture but is then delivered. Once she is free she can deliver children of the promise, i.e. as Isaac was, referred to above. The daughter of Zion represents what the Apostle Paul refers to as follows. But Jerusalem which is above is free, which is the mother of us all. Galatians 4 26. Abraham's wife Sarah. The free woman was a foreshadow of the daughter of Zion. This is in contrast with Abraham's servant Hagar who we're told at the time was a bondwoman, born of the flesh. A holy people persecuted and then glorified. One thing is certain. If you are in the line of God's chosen or his seed, then you will be persecuted. The Antichrist called in surveillance and spying machine that is in place will find Christ's faithful and his seed, place them in bondage, and persecute them. This happens as part of the ongoing spiritual kingdom war. I have addressed in detail in prior passages the persecution of God's vineyard remnant, as well as the persecution of His small flock, Judah reman. I will not repeat that content here. Meanwhile, I did allude earlier in this passage to the holy seed that is cut down to just a stump as well as to the Apostle Paul's reference to true Christ believers as sheep to be slaughtered. To be in Jesus Christ means, as a natural consequence, that you will personally be a sacrifice, and that you will suffer in this life. The Apostle Paul teaches that holy glorification comes as a result of suffering. The following scriptures support this. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. Romans eight seventeen. For it became Him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Hebrews two ten. God's people suffer as part of resisting the massive Antichrist Chaldean force in today's spiritual warfare and their struggle to keep their soul in allegiance to Jesus Christ. These Chaldean children of the flesh, who the Apostle Paul speaks about, who are themselves in bondage, believe in taking others into bondage and captivity as well. Paul said. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit, even so it is now. Galatians four twenty nine. It should be noted here, too, that earlier in this same chapter, 4, of the Book of Galatians, that the Apostle Paul interrogated his audience as to why some, even after receiving the truth of the Lord, went back and voluntarily submitted to bondage. So, not all have to be coerced, extorted or blackmailed to join the Antichrist Chaldeans. Incomprehensibly, some join this cult of destruction and demise on their own volition. Deliverance and glory through Jesus Jesus set the ultimate example of what it means to serve. It follows that those who God says that He foreknew, predestinated, and conformed to the image of Jesus are the ones who He calls His holy children. As shown above, they suffer with Him. Jesus also gave us the strategic example and lesson of submitting in the battle, but in doing so winning the larger war. This is also a lesson of endurance in faith. Thus, we are told. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is He that overcometh the world? but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. 1 JN. 5-4-5. Jesus was victorious and so are we through Him. We also have examples in Scripture of submitting to captivity, which I have explained prior can still meet with approval in God's eyes, and is very different from joining or pledging some oath to the foreign God-led oppressive and persecuting force. The prophet Jeremiah and his righteous remnant received the following promise from God in response to his lament. The Lord said, Verily it shall be well with our remnant. Verily I will cause the enemy to entreat thee well in the time of evil and in the time of affliction. Jeremiah 15:11. In fact, captivity will be the status quo for much of God's last days remnant before He finally delivers them. In my recent passage about the spiritual birthing of God's children, I explained that bereavement is symbolic for captivity. Many of Zion's spiritual children are taken captive in the last days. But God's select remnant will still ultimately be birthed or brought forth in the last days. This birthing of God's holy ones will signal the beginning of the process of God's entire creation being delivered from its groaning, captivity and bondage, and instead into the glorious liberty of the children of God, Romans 8:21. God will deliver His holy people for the whole creation to witness. We see how He often tells them, fear not. God's holy children can become conquerors through patience, along with knowing and understanding God's promise to His faithful servants. That is, He will redeem them, as we see as follows. And they shall call them, the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Is. sixty-two twelve. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Malachi three seventeen. I have written extensively on this site how in times Jacob and his house, including his sons, are a clear example of how God will deliver those who He calls His own in the last days. In addition to telling Jacob that he will save him and his seed from the land of their captivity, Jeremiah thirty ten, God says, "For I am the Lord; I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed." Malachi three six, hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb, and even to your old age I am He, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear; even I will carry, and will deliver you. Is. 46-3-4. And to to times Jacob and his sons, along with the daughters of Jerusalem, are the holy family who go into the Antichrist called the in fire of persecution to be tested and refined in the last days. They are the ones akin to those God speaks about who are placed in an iron furnace of persecution and captivity. God says, Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Is 4810. Of course, we are given in Scripture the very similar albeit symbolic story of Daniel being thrown into the lion's den, and his comrades being thrown into the fiery furnace while in captivity in Babylon. They all would not bow down to the foreign gods of Babylon. In a true test of their faith, God delivered them all. In doing so, His glory was made manifest as the one and only God who can save and deliver in the midst of Babylonian false gods. TILDA In conclusion, my recent series of passages demonstrated that the Lord, Spirit of Truth, is with us here in these last days. The current passage shows how the Lord is also keeping a holy remnant in the midst of growing darkness. After the Antichrist Chaldean kingdom is defeated, God's Son Jesus Christ and those he calls his holy children will claim victory and move into the millennial kingdom as God's holy inheritance. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.